and welcome to the Do One Better podcast in philanthropy, sustainability, and social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Alberto Ligi from London. Please click that subscribe button and follow us if you're not doing so already. And do leave us a rating and a review. It helps others to find this show as well. Today, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome onto the show Martin Allen Morales, Chief Executive Officer of the Institute of Imagination. And the focus for today is creativity and imagination. You know, how do we unlock this potential in our children to be creative, to be imaginative? And how do we encourage our teachers to embrace this? And how do we inform our policymakers so that we transform an education system that often stifles creativity and imagination and transform it into one that amplifies it and helps our children be as creative and imaginative as possible? So you're in for a real treat. And without further ado, Martin, a big heartfelt welcome onto the Do One Better podcast today. Thank you. Uh, great to be here. It's great to see you again. No time difference at all. We're both here in the UK, which is a nice thing. And so you're the Chief Executive Officer of the Institute of Imagination. And I have to tell you, I love the name. Uh, it sounds uh, like the utopia place to, to work in. And I'd love to start off by finding out a little bit about the Institute of Imagination. What's it all about? Well, we've been, um, we started about 12 years ago uh, with two founders that really wanted to influence the learning system, the way we learn and the way we think about the importance of imagination. For me and for them, imagination leads to creativity, leads to problem solving, leads to improving our immediate lives, um, but also finding new ideas that can change the world for the better. And so we work with children, we work with their parents um, or guardians, we work with teachers, we work community youth leaders, and we work with schools um, on different activities uh, that propel creativity as an imagination, as an approach to learning across STEAM, across all subjects. Um, and we also work on influencing the learning system. So policymakers senior educators and academics. That's the work that we do. And uh, we've evolved through the years um, from wanting to be in one big space um, and having a physical building to actually reaching children and parents and and community youth leaders and all our stakeholders and beneficiaries uh, wherever they are, mainly, mainly in the UK and mainly, of course, in areas of uh, where there's high indices of deprivation, where there's severe inequalities. And those uh, are the audiences that we partner with, collaborate with, and, and create our work with. Sounds fascinating. And the team, how many folks do you have working there? Where are they based? We are based in, um, we're based in Stratford in, in, in East London, um, in the borough of Newham. And we um we, we are we work across different boroughs of london and across different uh, areas of england um we've done work internationally before as well um and continue to do little pockets of of work now um but really really we are we're trying to work much more hyper locally you know really ingrained in the communities that we serve um there's 14 people in my team they're just an absolutely awesome team I mean, I've done some work. I've led teams working for Apple and Disney, and I've had my own entrepreneurship ventures that, that have been very creative. So I've been blessed to work with some really wonderful minds. But but I'm so excited with the team that we, we that's working with me now, 
uh, the team that have just joined us and the team that that I inherited as well as well as as well as our board it's it's a really fantastic culture that is i think high performing but it's also calm and caring um and really 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 smart and and creative in the way we think and approach our work what a privilege to uh, to have such a context in which to work when you um when you try to drive all of these things forward is it um are you are you doing the operations yourself or are you a grant maker uh, tell us a little bit about how involved you are in these different initiatives and uh and also a little bit about the funding like you know how how is your existence possible so we we are a small team so we we do do everything but we're split uh, operationally in in the biggest team uh that that we have is the experience and learning team and that team has got the, the most number of people from our team. That's the brains of the organization in terms of the impact work that we deliver. They create the programs, products, platforms that we work through. They create the imagination box that, that reaches special educational needs children and their families. They create our schools programs that, that is a digital live broadcast delivered into schools. They create our teacher training programs as well. Uh, they create the the, the, the workshops that, that go into different communities and, and youth clubs and youth centers and, and food banks and libraries. Um, that's the team that does that. They work on impact. They work on, um, on, on research around the importance of creativity and imagination. And we have a new, um, literature review that we're about to launch on, on October the 4th with a, with a symposium on that that day that's been a wonderful collaboration that we've worked on with bath spa university and house of imagination so so that's the team that really is at the heart of what we're doing and aside from that we have a a small fundraising team a small marketing team and a small sort of operations and finance team um fundraising wise uh we have always had a balanced split of uh trust and foundation support high net worth individuals and major gifts uh, and corporate partners um funding has has been tight at set, certain moments of our history um as it has as it as it is and has been for different charities um and right now we are we are looking to to grow our fundraising so we are looking for really values aligned and mission aligned corporates companies that 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 we believe we have something to offer them through 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 employee engagement through corporate social responsibility through a variety of of touch points that are really really exciting and which uh, companies like lego and disney currently enjoy with with the partnerships that we have and we also have support from high net worth individuals who who are passionate passionate about um creativity in the learning system who understand the enormous challenges that that children face today particularly coming from disadvantaged families uh, and backgrounds uh, and who really want to create a change in this in this system that that is that is very top down that's very exam led that that really excludes about 70% of children uh, and just really rewards winners uh, and and doesn't have a different approach for many children that that either come from a, a challenging background or or um or, or come from poverty or come from factors that are beyond their control from disadvantage so that understand that this is not a level playing field so so those 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 individual people that support us again 
are very rewarded by seeing the incredible case studies and, and meeting our beneficiaries and, and the children and teachers, community youth leaders that we work with. And finally, we work with trust and foundations. Um, some of the smartest, smartest, small and big trust and foundations over the years have supported us on different projects, on different activities, um, and, and we're blessed to have their support. Um, it's it's a challenging time for everyone, any company, let alone a charity. But I think that the work that we're doing is is enormously vital. It's crucial for for society. Uh, it's crucial for 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 children today in in the environment that we face through the cost of living crisis, through the challenges of climate change. So so yeah. So I think we're uh, we're very well positioned to to create change and evolve. Um, society in a positive way before we get into the context of the uh of the system uh the opportunities for improvement for to un unleash creativity here's a very broad question do we all have that imagination do we all have that creativity do we all have some untapped potential that with the right approach perhaps can be unleashed so we we do we do, but our environment is so important for us, obviously. So, of course, we are born with with that curiosity. We're involved. We're born with being able to mind wander. We are born with the capacity to dream. That's what that's that's what imagination is, among many other things. Imagination is not a, a frivolous thing. It's a human faculty. It's a critical life skill that is either nurtured or or it's straitjacketed and imprisoned <laughs> sorry i know those are quite extreme words but 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 imagination needs to flourish and can flourish but unfortunately our the way we learn in the current education systems not just in this country but other countries as well stifle that um slow that down restrict that you know, because of the gain and, and search for immediate gains of perhaps, you know, attainment and exams results or, or parrot learning rather than focusing on skills that are more aligned to critical thinking, problem solving, curiosity, communication, which is what we work in. And we specifically focus on that age group that is five to 11, that primary, as we call it in this country, primary age group, um, because those are the years, the formative years where children begin to enter a formal education that is highly competitive. You know, unfortunately, this system is, is a little bit like a 12-year competition that they enter. And the competition doesn't, as I mentioned before, doesn't start from a a level playing field um many will be disadvantaged from the start by factors beyond their control such as poverty learning disabilities or developing at a different rate to others so in the end we 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 sort of know that about 30 30 percent of them will be will be deemed as failures and 30 percent may be successes and 40 percent somewhere in the middle so those 30 percent deemed as failures won't be prepared for the future they won't have the skills for the future in this fast-changing AI technology-driven world. They won't propel forward our struggling economy. And the winners get to decide the terms for the next generation while the losers are rarely asked. So they will probably, in a way, have 
broken lives and they could perpetuate into intergenerational poverty. These percentages are fixed and no matter how hard your children, Albert or mine works, some of them will fail. So we work with that 70% to ensure their lives are not wasted. So what can we do, those who are listening, who might be parents, who might be teachers, who might be school governors, who might be philanthropists, and what are you doing to try to address the, uh, let's say, the imperfections that you're describing here? Look, ultimately, I think um, I think there's a policy change piece here. There is a education uh evolution that needs to happen fairly quickly we're we've got an education system that that is not fit for purpose that was created you know in the victorian era that was not uh considering how the new skills that we need for the future need to be taught today and of course that excludes a vast majority of children with the growing inequalities with growing mental health challenges neurodiversity challenges etc so or neurodiversity differences so I would urge, I would I would urge policymakers, academics, and educators, multi academy trust leaders, head teachers, to really consider what a provision is for uh, imaginations and creativity in the way they learn. Uh, as I mentioned before, our approach is to 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 work it from a creative basis with creativity as an approach within the system. So. If you're having, if you if you if you're tackling a challenge that is that is maths related or engineering related or arts related or science related, how can you think creatively through that? How can you bring together those skills of creative thinking or critical thinking, of problem solving, of creativity, of innovation within those challenges? You know, school subjects, you know, challenges in life and in a working life, not just in a personal life are not just linear like maths and English and science. They're complex problems. So they're um, they're multidisciplinary. So that's our approach as well. So in a way, a revolution needs to happen in terms of the curriculum. And we don't only learn at school, we learn out of school. So there's other approaches that, that we support and that we activate through the activities that we do that can support community youth leaders, as I mentioned, for example, out of school and parents. So, so that's a, an over, overview approach, so to speak. Um, the insight and knowledge can come from us and there's other organizations also supporting the work that we're doing. Um, but we are a center of excellence for imagination, for creativity, for creativity and learning. And that's why we're launching our new literature review of creativity and imagination in in the learning and education system which really begins to understand all the knowledge that has been acquired for many many years by different academics different educationists um, around this 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 major topic and brings it together all in one so you can really understand it in a succinct way how the education system could begin to be considered and changed and then there's the actual programs that we do. So we we are looking for head teachers and teachers to sign up to our school's program. It's an incredible program with different themes. It's delivered digitally. It's available there. Um, it's 
it's in a way it's fully subsidized it's it's you know it costs something for us to run this but we have donors and we're looking for more donors to help us scale our schools program that is active in some boroughs in london and some neighborhoods outside of london right now and so we're looking for those head teachers and school teachers to join the those school programs so you can go to our website ioi.london and sign up some of the workshops some of the programs are themed so we have a theme called save make reinvent that's all about the circular economy we have another theme called imagine me imagine you which is all about neurodiversity and all about the differences that that that, that make you you and me me and we have a theme called um, wild eco builders that's all about biomimicry so we're distilling these really challenging themes through a series of activities that are delivered digitally to schools with a pack a physical pack of of goodies that we send to the schools as well in the classrooms um a, a, that tackle and, and, and challenges and 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 work on problem solving and critical thinking and communication and collaboration whilst they are happening so our schools program is really fascinating and so is our community programs and so is this wonderful imagination box that i mentioned that goes to um special educational needs uh, families so we're we're looking for supporters for each of those areas as well as within our for, for our for our future research as well the literature review that you mentioned a little bit earlier are there any specific insights or trends or so in terms of insights, we have created something called the imagination wheel. And if you can imagine, it's it's a circle with it with concentric circles going to the middle. You imagine the circle right in the middle, the smaller circle, that's where imagination starts. So imagine it being called imagination. Uh, in my in my diagram, in the diagram that we've created uh, at in the imagination wheel it's pink and then surrounding that is a green circle and there we start looking at different categories of imagination thinking so formation of being fertile ground wisdom creativity and through those there are further uh concentric circles that 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 grow outside of that so next to next up in terms of formation of being we've got agency we've got wonder Next to fertile ground coming outside of, we've got hope and inspiration. Next to wisdom, we've got questioning. Next to creativity, we've got creative intelligence. And then it goes further and further away um, in three further layers. So we've got information of being, we have self-efficacy, we have empowerment and empathy, we have uncertainty and and unforeseen and playfulness. In creativity, we have divergent thinking and problem solving. Then we have innovation, making original ideas. So, so yeah, so you can see how, how, how we've sort of put in order all these different facets of what imagination means for the very first time. And this is the extraordinary work of our uh, associate director, Tom Doust, um, uh, a, a, a researcher called Tucci that's just been incredible and, and uh, professor of imagination um, Penny Hay at Bath Spa University who has guided us through our research uh, providing uh, all kinds of wisdom. This research and this literature review and all of the different ways in, in which how you've sort of segmented as it were 
uh, imagination, creativity. Um, yeah, what, what we've done is sort of imagination is at the heart of the imagination wheel. There are four key pillars for imagination that follow. Sub themes, categorizing characteristics of imagination follow that. And then there's leading ways of thinking. And then there's outcomes of imagination. Now, presumably, my conjecture here, but the body of knowledge around imagination, around creativity, and around these subsets, is it a growing body of knowledge? Yeah, absolutely. It's a growing body of knowledge. You know, the the the, the PISA assessment has been really, really important. Um, uh, the Palgrave Handbook of Social Creativity has also supported, supported this. Um, there's uh, the Palgrave Encyclopedia of Possible Parenting also it, it has been interesting to, to really research. Um, th there's a variety of, of articles coming out of um, the Cambridge Handbook of Creativity, of Dewey's notion of in, in imagination and philosophy in philosophy for children. Um, it, there's just there's a growing number of work, growing, growing work, particularly on an international level from institutions such as Harvard or Cambridge University or certainly Bath Spa University and the work that Dr. Penny Hay is doing. And now she's professor of imagination. So, yeah, it's really phenomenal work. And of course, we as a center of excellence, bringing all that work together un under uh, the leadership of of uh, our associate director, Tom Doust, is really championing this and, and being a being forming a community of, of thinkers. Um, and my hope is that um, other academics will join us policymakers will take note and also join us and really understand the work that we're doing uh, and how important it will be in shaping the education system and education policy. Mm. Now, when it comes to imagination, I don't think there's any other organization that stands higher than Disney uh, in my mind. When it comes to creativity, I can't really think of anybody other than Apple, or at least that doesn't really match Apple. You've worked at both of those. And so not surprising that you're doing what you're doing today. But why don't we delve a little bit into your own personal narrative? How did you end up uh, doing this wonderful uh, this wonderful role? Yes, I'm blessed that as, as a former employer of mine, Steve Jobs used to say, I trusted that the dots would align. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm blessed with that. Uh, and I've always followed my intuition. I've always been curious about the world. I've always been you know, wanting to have an impact and create change, whether it's environmental or social. Um, and I see, I see the challenges around creativity and, you know, the, the, the way society has been losing some of that, talking about it in business so much, you know, talking about it, but not really understanding it and how it can be fostered and, and be the creative nurturing ground for everyone in an organization, not just, not just the people in the design de department or in the product design department or in the, you know, prototype building or the, you know, the department in a startup or a large company, but for everyone. So, so yeah, and I, I've, I've always been passionate about, about reaching people in different parts of the world. I came from uh, Peru in South America. I came from, um, a grandmother who was an indigenous farmer from a very poor community in the Andes. Um, and my mother was, was lucky enough to, to, to find, uh, uh, to worked very hard. She wasn't lucky. She was, she worked very hard to get a scholarship and she studied in the U S so she came from the mountains 
ended up in North Carolina at university, learned English, had had a you know had a great education, and through that connection and that sort of worldview, she was able to meet my father, who was a working class man from Leicester in in the Midlands of England. Um, he was an accountant, and they met in Peru. And and my sister sister was born than I was born, but I never forget where my roots come from. I used to go and visit my grandmother and see the inequalities that happened there. See see the inequalities between children and uh, and what some of us had and the privilege that we may have had there, and what other children didn't have. And I was always a lover of. I've always been a lover of culture and music and arts and growing up in lima in the 1970s and 1980s is was a huge challenge there was a terrorist group there you know there was a lot of violence as well as criminality and so in a way you grew up in siege and when you grew up in siege you have a siege mentality for some re- some years and your senses are very heightened when your senses are very heightened you're like a ninja you can hear things other people can't hear you can see things other people can't see you're really creative about the way the way you approach your senses so i'm a lover of music from around the world and so that was an area that i worked in i worked in music from all different parts of the world and i love culture because i love people so i love folklore and i love the traditions because i think that they are precious because there's so much we can learn from the past rather than obsessing about the future so much sometimes so much we can learn from the past and we're seeing that now with the changes that we're trying to do with you know with 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 circular economy and biomimicry it's it's all there it's all with our ancestors the knowledge is there with different tribes from the past that come from from our ancestors not just in england but also in peru or in in other places so music has been really important and that path from world music led me to miley cyrus and the muppets at 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 disney um because i became a great marketeer and a good you know a good leader um that not that that passion for communication led me to becoming a pretty good you know uh knowledgeable person in technology and one of the first that understood what marketing could be like within within the digital world so that led me to being a founder member of the itunes europe um you know company that that started from scratch so there was five of us we worked with steve and the team and and we launched uh something that that really changed the world and inspired others to to become the the spotify's of this world um and that was great and so i learned different things from those places as well as following that i love cooking and i love food and i love tradition so so i gave it all up to start a restaurant group and and a, you know it turned to be a bit of a food movement in the uk a restaurant group and a food business that was focused around peruvian food and and that was just enormous fun trying to imagine a new context for this food in a country that have never really heard about peru other than machu picchu and llamas and uh with a country and and a society that really at the time in 2010 when i started that business really didn't know how to pronounce quinoa let alone ceviche but we launched the restaurant ceviche ceviche became a top five dish in the country my first cookbook became a bestseller was translated into 14 different languages and then i wrote a second book 
and I started a second restaurant group called Andina, which really championed the food of the Andes and the, the this rich heritage of tradition of thousands of years of 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 superfood ingredients from Peru. So so that was a, enormous fun, but that's how I heightened my senses and used my senses creatively and imaginatively, hopefully to to bring happiness to people um, through the products, the services, and the offers that that the teams that I worked for and with had and when uh and along this journey children's education was always crucial for me um particularly those the, the education that's needed for children that come from less less advantage than i had so i've always worked for charities and social enterprises as a volunteer as a board member and trustee and i encourage us others to do that um and that really touched my heart. So when I ended working with Ceviche and Andina, a restaurants group, I thought, what's going to be my next step? Well, to work fully in impact, to run a charity, to be on the board of other charities. And so the IOI and the Institute of Imagination has provided that home for me for a couple of years now. And and I'm yeah I'm 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 excited to kind of move that forward and uh, and bring more creativity to the world. What an incredibly rich background! I love it. Before you run off today, what's that key takeaway? What's that one thing you'd love for the audience to keep in mind after they finish listening to today's show? What I'd love your listeners to do is to to go to our website to learn about our work, to engage in what we do, to come and meet us, to absorb what we do and take what we do so that you can bring that into your own lives whether you're a parent because we've got material that's uh, downloadable content or or through an event that we might create come to our event enjoy our event bring your children and i would i would encourage educators academics and policymakers to also meet us and come together so that we can evolve the education system for the for the for the for the improvement of the lives of the children of the children that we all serve the all that we all work with because we can't have a system that is just fit for purpose for a small minority we have to have a system that works for everyone wonderful martin such a pleasure seeing you again hosting you on the show thank you so much for the passion and the insight and uh and it's a pleasure uh, seeing you and speaking with you today. Thank you so much. Perfect. And that's a wrap. Thanks very much for tuning in. As always, you've been listening to a great chat with Martin Allen Morales, Chief Executive Officer of the Institute of Imagination. For information about this conversation and more than 200 other interviews and case studies with remarkable leaders in philanthropy, sustainability, and social entrepreneurship, just visit our website at lidji.org. That's L-I-D-J-I.org. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thoroughly enjoyed producing today's show for you, and I'll catch you this coming Monday.